Welcome to the second edition of the Pizza Pod. I'm Tony Scott. Today I'm joined with Brad Soderberg, uh, a YHH employee, works the penalty boxes, probably do some uh, broadcast for us in his tenure with us someday. Today's pod, we'll talk about the past season, both youth and high school hockey. A lot of different high school hockey topics we'll go over. Uh, and then we'll go over some of the books that have come out uh, in the past season. The Tourney Time book by David Levake and Lauren Nelson, our book, The Jersey Project. And Matthew Jasper's book, Home Ice. Without further ado, here is Brad Soderbergh. <laughs> Love is a burning thing And it makes a fiery ring Bound by wild desire I fell into a ring of fire All right, Sodi. Are you ready for your fame and fortune? I'm ready. Debut period. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Well, you've always been awesome the last couple of years. Uh, your story is awesome, uh, how you joined YHH. Um, I'll tell it really quick. Uh, I got a text from you said, because Robin Cook, your good friend from Cookie. back in the Machine Orange days, was working for us. I had seen him uh, doing any Dyna games. said, hey, you want to come work one of our tournaments? He's like, sure. And then, so he works a tournament or two. And you say, hey, I want to do some work for you. And I'm like, are you sure you want to work <laughs> for us? Are you sure you're committed to this? You know, I just see you as a high school hockey dad at this point. But you tell the story. You, right. So You, you know, just can't get enough. As right? my son Bennett, who is a uh, junior, junior at Prior Lake. He, casino. For casino those team, listeners. right? Sorry. I, say, I can say Prior Lake. Um, you know, as he's getting older through the game, you go through the squirts and the peewees and the bantams and finally gets high school hockey. And, you know, in those younger years, you're busy driving them to all these events. And, you you know, you kind of, as they get older, you lose that direct connection. And so I love hockey. I love being around the game. I love, you know, contributing. And it was a you know, easy progression, I guess, yeah. into staying involved in the game. Even though, and you get some beer money out of it, right? Get some, get some extra cash out of yeah. it. It's not a bad deal. Yeah, but it's just, it's, it's a fun passion. And I love. I've told you this several times. Your attitude is just right on par with what we're trying to do. Have a good attitude. Have some fun with it. Robin's awesome in the box. Uh, you can do both. You're a PA guy and just music. Play some of the best playlists I've seen. They've it's gotten us in quite playlist. a bit of trouble on the YouTube, by the way. Right. <laughs> just for anybody who knows, you ever go back and watch a broadcast of ours in on replay, oftentimes the music gets picked up over the PA on our, our microphones, and they get uh, copyright disputed by YouTube. It helps to be able to recognize when you're doing play by play for sure. It yeah. helps to be able to recognize when those songs are really loud because then you just start talking. Yeah, and, and then, then it kind of drowns it. out that right. part of it. But right. um, yeah, no, it's it's a good it's good to be part of the game. And uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's all about the kids, right? Yeah. The more we can do to add value to these children's experiences as they grow up in youth hockey and the parents and the too. parents like it too. You're right. But I mean, parents love the music in the rink. I love True. nothing better when you have a good playlist cooking and you see the moms kind of dance into the song or the kids dance in between periods let's be honest you know? even the coaches get into it too yes right? they do so yeah, it's, they do. it's not just for the kids we had uh jordan god i want to say jordan schrader but um 
Who's the Hobie Baker where Coach Champlin in the Squirtacular? Yeah, I can't even name the Hobie Baker word. Where did where did Jordan my... Leopold? Leopold. I want to say Parisi, but it wasn't Jordan Leopold. Leo. He was like rocking to your playlist during <laughs> between the periods. It was great. He, that was a good about environment. What an unbelievable example that guy is for yeah. for coaching hockey. He was fantastic. I, we could go on to that. That is our first topic, though. It is we're gonna do a little bit of a youth recap. You've seen a lot of the great championship games. We're gonna touch on two of them today. One was in the Squirtacular. The Moorhead Spuds beat the Green Bay Junior Gamblers. It was kind of like, you know, you brought in a Tier 1 team because we've allowed the Gamblers in in past years. We've allowed the Madison Capitals. We've taken in teams from all of Arizona, yep, Dallas, the Florida. They've come in and they've tried to win our Squirtacular. And let's be honest, they haven't done very well at all. Nope. Now we get the, the ultimate card dealt to us from a YHH perspective. We get the gamblers who are like number two in the country, and they have six of the best scored hockey players from Minnesota playing on this team. Yep. So it really makes it awkward as a tournament director, yep. right? Like, I want them to succeed. I want Green Bay to be successful. And they were a very good team. Oh, they were I mean, they awesome. were phenomenal to watch all weekend up in Blaine, up at the Super Rink. So, so they, and, and they had to play an extra game. Uh, so they, had, I didn't know how good they were going to be. So we put them in an extra game situation. So they had to run through a gauntlet to get to the championship, and so did so did Morehead. Morehead yep. ends up winning. It was like four to one or something like that, and it was just a just one of those memorable games. Well, was, so let's talk about the atmosphere that was in yeah. there because you know we we were both there, and it was a so yeah obviously have eight rinks at Super Rink. Yep. We're in Rink One, it's which the last is the last game of the day. Last game of the day. The place has been packed all weekend, and we had a lot of people. That place was jam packed yeah. for ten year old and nine year old hockey. It was pretty amazing, and then to get two teams that were absolutely battling out there, skilled and skilled, and I mean these, that, that's the amazing thing about these youth hockey players these days is the skill that they have at 10 years old is phenomenal puck protection patience just they understand the game so much better than we did when we were young oh it's with our crazy. straight sticks <laughs> wooden sticks <laughs> that too uh but the other takeaway on that game is i just think green bay having to play the extra game they just wore out you could see they just had no jump in their step well and that wasn't an easy game for them either to get to that point no they, they had to battle in they that. had a tough um, game against elk river they pulled it out at the end but i believe it was pretty tight for the first two and yes. half periods right? yeah but the Elk River game went to like, well, it went to a shootout, I think. So it must it really? have been double overtime in a shootout. Part, so. and, and, and there was a great, and Moore had a great game against Woodbury. So there was a lot of talent on display. It was a fun game. All right, let's go to that was a fun game. Now mm -hmm. let's go to the craziest game. Well, there was two crazy ones this year. I'll talk about one that you weren't at. It was a seven to six overtime game between Shakopee and St. Louis Park. Now, imagine this. 13 goals were scored. All 13 were scored in the same net. <laughs> the magnet was on. It was literally a magnet. What I mean by same net, it was like 5 to nothing, and then it was 6 to 6, and then it was no goals in the third period, and they didn't switch sides. It was 7 to 6 was the final. All wow. 13 went in the same net. I was like, I broadcast the game. I was like, horse. YouTube shut down in the first period. So literally people shocked. Pete and St. Louis Parker screaming. I'm like, it's down. I'm like, there's nothing I can do. Well, I can understand nothing that I if you do. were in the shock, you weren't going to do that. But yes, uh, that's another yes, story another altogether. Story. But it, it went down, and then it went back up. But it was just, it was an insane asylum down in Rochester. But that was the 
craziest peewee game we saw uh, at the double-A level. And then let's go through that single-A level. You were right in the thick of this thing. Uh, Minneapolis, and I call them Northern Michigan, but it was Marquette. It was Marquette. And uh, it and was, there were, I mean, Grandpa Tolley's kid was on the team. So this is full-on Northern Michigan. And they, you know, you're, you've got, you're bringing in teams, so you're bringing in families. And yeah. So they had crowd, you know, they had the fans Huge there. crowd. I would say they probably had whoever else was there cheering for them because of they the way of they town. play. Yeah. Probably the underdog. And, they were. And, uh, they were playing Minneapolis. Yeah. And before we get to the shootout, it went to triple overtime. So let's just walk through this play. And it was insane. I'm I'm broadcasting the game. You're in the penalty box. And whenever there's a whenever there's a holdover, you know, you know what I'm talking about. There's yep. a holdover, you always hold the guy until the next whistle. Yep. What happened? Do you remember what happened? So, yeah, and this is where, especially at the youth level, it gets a little wonky because you have all these players coming in. The refs, you know, do a good job of keeping and make sure that we, we you know Nick in the Bradshaw. box. Nick Bradshaw was doing this game. Nick Bradshaw has done a final four NCAA game. So let's just say that in the box there was some confusion as to when we let the players out, out. and not let them out because we had, what, five kids it was, it was a in three the penalty on three. box? It was a three-on-three. What it ended up being, it was a three-on-three, three, uh, but we put a fourth man in the box. Yep. So he was the fourth. They had, they had, and then we would have went. It would, it would have gone back. It was four-on-three. So it was Northern Michigan had four, and Minneapolis had three. And what was good, what we told you at the time, and then there was so much craziness. Yes. Was let the kid out. Yep. Right. We're so used to the next whistle, not letting him out at the next whistle. Yep. And you're th- and and you heard next whistle because what we said was so at the we, next yep. whistle we'll then go back to three on three and make them make it right. Yep. So here's this kid. He's in the box. He can't get out. He's right. banging on the glass. And he's a good player. Yeah. And he can't <laughs> get out. And you're like, you can't go. I'm broadcasting <laughs> behind you, and I'm like, let him out, let him out. I'm like, and 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 meanwhile, the team Northern Michigan's got the puck. Yeah. In the Minneapolis zone, yep. putting on the pressure. If the puck goes in, as tournament director, and I have a really good relationship with yep. Nick Bradshaw, we would have disallowed that goal. Yeah, because they weren't didn't we didn't let him out of the box. Yep. Thank God that didn't happen. And then obviously in the shootout, uh, Northern Michigan wins it. So the out of town team wins. It was it was a great game. One for the ages. It was, uh, and again the the away team had the crowd cheering for them. Everybody and was it was a pretty big, you know, that was at uh, Stillwater. Yeah. So we had a pretty full rink uh, at that point. It was crazy. It was crazy. All right. So let's talk a little bit about uh, the high school season. You saw a lot of high school hockey this year. So did I. Not as much as Danny Ryan, probably the no. self-appointed uh, most king games of most guy. games. Uh, I saw a lot. Yeah, you, you did. Know, whether I was working at the rink or whether I was at the rink watching my son or whether I was at other games, I, I saw a lot of high school hockey this you year. You did. For sure. All right. So let's. I'm glad that you 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 put yourself down as a as an expert as seeing a lot of it. Not as an expert as Carl and Danny. You want to talk a little? Sh- take some shots at Danny and Carl. Talk a little bit about the podcast. So, what is your experience I enjoy, as a listener? So, okay, previous this to is this fun, year, you're a listener. So I'm, I'm loving yeah, it. So this is just this is not rehearsed. Just like, <laughs> even, what is your thoughts? So on even this though whole I'm deal? a staffer, I'm not generally involved in the podcast no, part of it, right? No. So uh, I previous to this year really hadn't listened to it all that much this year i worked downtown so i t- hop on the bus and, and go downtown yeah, and you it's get your perfect. hour commute right so i got my you know 40 minute commute where i just pop on my airpods and listen to and so much good information during the course of the year one thing and i've told both these guys this um both carl and danny have a tremendous passion 
for hockey, as do you, yeah, right? Know. As do you. I'm Everybody, not. It's pretty much. <laughs> we all stayed in the obvious, yeah, right? Yes, but yes, uh, you know, Danny goes to a lot of games. Carl goes to a lot of games. Mm-hmm. Um, Carl manages the uh, the forum. Yep. Um, and obviously does the the top ten list every for the year, show, you know, and for the show, and the and everything forum. like that. And it just it was really enjoyable to hear their passion and their commitment to the game of high school hockey, um, which is a pretty important deal in the state. Um, and bringing it to the masses in, in the podcast. So I think and you'll admit that the listenership tripled. rose considerably this, this year. year. You know, keep it up and it, the sky's the limit. I don't know limit. what. I don't know whether that's the quality of the show seems about the same as it was three years ago. Is it the fact that people are podcasting more as a, as a tool? Or is it the quality of the show? And we've done some things with the show. We've yep. changed some things up with the show. And I think... The more we get out to the rinks and meet Lee Smith, not that I didn't know Lee five years ago, but the more you meet the coaches, the more you meet the fans, the more you meet people, and the more you're nice to them. Because Danny and Carl and I aren't exactly unapproachable. We love talking a little high school hockey puck. We're in bars at the state tournament, and people coming up to us that I've never seen or met in my life. I'm never shocked to see a guy like you. Like, I've known going through yep. youth hockey or who've been in this. But these are just straight-up high school hockey freaks that just love high school I hockey. I finally met Carl for the first time. And he looks like he's 12, tournament. doesn't he? You know, he looks like, what do you expect? I mean, right? He's he's great. He looks like he's 12. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> You're so nice. You're so nice. All right, so uh, we, we'll, we'll get this, just put it on the table. Um, we have, I have a shtick with Prior Lake. And I want to no. talk. I want to talk about it a little bit, just just in case there's some people from Prairie Lake. Actually there's still listening. some venom around there. I'm not going to lie. There's no it's... venom. There is no venom. Um, <laughs> I have a shtick, and just this goes back to so the pod's been going for five years, and probably for the first four. And everybody, there's no secret that Joe Pancrans and I are friends, there's right? Not. There's there's nope. no secret there, right? I mean, the Red and Black League is partially owned by Joe. They're a sponsor of the show. And, and I've never, I wouldn't pump Prior Lake just because they're a sponsor. There's nothing to do with it. I've always been yep. the Prior Lake Bobo. Yep. I always, it's all oh, here comes Tony's Prior Lake pitch. And I've just been fooled for four years. So I thought this year, I'm like, I'm not going to back these guys until they walk their butts into the state tournament. I think most people would agree that we want to see that too. Yes. Right? I want to see it. We want to see that happen. Uh, yeah. So, so we are all on the same page here. We made a big step forward this year. Right? Yes, as a team, yes, uh, we we everything. It, it was a great season for us. It really was. Just unfortunate the way it ended. You know, played our probably our worst game of the year in the section, and so. a good team too. I mean, give Chaska credit. I mean, Chaska they, beat us twice this year. I mean, what I tell they, you what? What did they do? I mean, the last two week, their last two weeks of the season was incredible. And the thing about Chaska, and as you get into they the end Hill of Murray. the season, the younger kids, and they have a lot of young, good, yep. skilled. Pl- players on that team and I could rattle off the names yeah but they know who they are yeah. and by the end of the season they're not sophomores anymore right or freshmen, or freshmen in some cases yeah. these guys are experienced they've been through it they had you know and they during, had some good seniors on the team like like uh Lavelle Magnuson no Lavelle's a junior I'm sorry Mag- no he's a senior is he a senior okay yeah, Magnuson and Olmscheid the and, other Will Magnuson yes the sorry. other Will Magnuson so <laughs> Will Magnuson Olmscheid and Lavelle and then couple it in with you know with with 
Berkey and and uh, Snuggerud and the rest of the gang. It's and a even group. young, so Bennett Jacks, uh, yes, who I've Severson. known their family for a long time. Bennett Jacks looked awesome, yes. through the sections and really played well. And he's a very young young player. Very young, very young. Uh, okay, so. We, we've gotten the, the Danny and the Carl and the podcast uh, out of the way. I want to just have some fun with that, too, because the podcast is so fun. I mean, for me, I just, you know, it's it's a blast. I'm not going to lie. This is my first ever podcast, and I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do it. They're a lot of fun. If you could just kind of stay with it a little bit and uh, stay on task, have your have your agenda, you can get through You can have tangents, and, too, though. That's okay. a little bit of a tangent, too, as long as you know what the agenda items are. So we're going to have a little bit of fun with this one. So as we talk high school hockey, and everyone loves to talk high school hockey, I, I have three categories here for us to talk about. Um, and that is uh, our favorite team that isn't the casino team. What's your favorite team? Yeah, so I obviously I would say the casino team. Right. Like, this is my favorite. But um, outside of that, it was tough to figure out who it was. But this is a team that probably played twice this year. Um, my favorite team. One was team, a tie, wasn't it? One was a tie. One was a you know, win for Prior Lake, uh, yeah. but that's Burnsville. Um, they had a senior heavy team yep. who had all played together, all growing up. Nobody moved in. Too. Nobody, you know, it was just a, a very good group of kids that had played together for a long time, and you could tell by the way they played with each other on the ice. You could tell they cared so, for each other, too. Um, I really liked watching them play. They had a really good game against us, the second game where they tied us, um, and they'll great uh the first game was fairly lopsided that was important um just from a team standpoint for another reason their goalie ended up having a, a seizure, seizure on the ice that uh, was a pretty emotional game for both teams and anybody in attendance but uh by the end of that game both teams came together and it, it just was a really team bonding for both teams. game for both teams and so i burnsville's my pick your pick? Okay. It's funny. You're talking about Burnsville, and it's almost like you're talking about Moorhead. <laughs> right. Yeah, you know I mean, they're very similar. Mm-hmm. They're a they're very easy team to like. You know, you, you stand around. I've, I've known Luke Rammer since he was in probably fourth grade. Yeah, fourth grade. I've known that kid. And a really easy kid to like gets along with it. They're, they're top line with, uh, uh, what's his name? Caden. Uh, Triggs. Triggs. I want to say Griggs because there's all these G's on this team. You got the Jess, <laughs> yep. and you got the Grammar, and you got the Gunkel, and you got the Gregoire. That's why I want to say Griggs, but I knew it wasn't Griggs. So, uh, so you got Triggs, and you got Carter Johnson and Colin Jess. What a great first line they had. They got a great goaltender. They, I mean, he won the, the Brimsick Award. I mean, this is a team you really wanted to see win. So when they came down to our tournament mm-hmm. uh, at Prior Lake uh, over the holidays that you do, yeah. the Hockey for Life tournament, uh, saw all of the games that were played. They were my favorite team that was there. They yeah. absolutely, you How could about the tell game that they beat Eden Prairie. It was they fun played to watch. awesome. There was good hockey. They're skilled. Um, they play with smiles on their faces most of the game, yet they still play tough and with an edge. Yeah. So to be able to do that and be competitive, yet I just it's indicative of the Moorhead hockey community, right? Yeah. It was. They were. They were represented their community well, and mm-hmm. I hope they would. I just wish they would have done better in the state tournament. They did not. Okay, they so we check not. off the teams. No, <laughs> they did not. All right, let's go with uh, your favorite player this year. doesn't matter. It could be Prior Lake. It could be Pee Wee's, whatever. Let's stick to the high school, though, okay? Um, yours is from, you can't remember this. We discussed this like 10 minutes ago. It's from right. Warroad. He's from Warroad, and he's oh, a freshman. Okay, so, yeah, I already I was like, so – 
this player I saw play a few times over the summer mm-hmm. uh, in some tournaments locally, and yep. then to be able to see him as a very young player with his high school team, um, Jason Chagabe. Yeah, he's uh, special. Everything he? he does is just smooth. I mean, he's not – I wouldn't call him a fast twitch guy. No. Um, because he's not at all. <laughs> no. He but can skate. He just his, – his awareness and his hands and his game is just – fluid is a good word for it, right? Yeah, he, um, I, we talked about it on the podcast last week to the season finale, and we talked about how he slows the game down better very than much anybody so. else. Yep. It's fun to watch, And actually. I watched him, you know, in the, he played defense, he played forward, he plays all over the ice, and he just he excels wherever he is. My guy is pretty easy, too. Uh, it's Matt Gleason. If you look at the back of our book, uh, we needed to make a jersey for the jersey project, and I thought, what? how neat would it be to – put a jersey of somebody that we really liked and uh we got that one made or that one was being made by k1 and uh we had it stylized and done right and i think the jersey looks awesome on the back of the book um he stands for everything that we've tried to talk about with yhh over the last nine years and that is stay loyal to your community play high school for four years uh, give back to the community, work hard, use everything you got. And Matt Gleason stands for all of those things. And he had to be a good example for his team this year because they have a lot of young yeah, kids coming up uh, that were difference makers. Yeah. And you look to a, a hardworking kid like Matt Gleason to be able to set that tone, right? And it's just his leadership in general. It was, it was fun to watch. So there's my favorite player. So this is a fun part of the show, I think. Uh, talk about high school hockey. We talked about some of our favorite moments from the youth scene. Uh, what was your favorite moment of the high school season? Jeez. There was a lot. There were. Um, You're going to steal the Mariucci one? That's as cool as it Okay, gets. so that, that's an easy one for me. We we were down and, and uh, always the best, I feel, like during, every year since I was a, a young person, um, growing up in the metro area, um, the best games were always the section final games, whether it was at Met Center yeah. or whether it was at oh, Mariucci. Uh, those were always the best games that. out of the year. So we happened just to walk in towards the end of the Benilde-Blake game. Yep. Uh, as we're walking in, there's maybe, what, three, five minutes left in the game and just happened to walk in and the score, uh, was, tied, right? score was tied and it's a tight game and it's a pretty packed house. And uh, just to have the Blake player come in in overtime, in, overtime in a tight game, get hauled down. That's uh, a nice way of putting it. Uh, you know, that's because if you say it, tackled, then then you're showing your uh, that you believe that it was an actual penalty. No, I mean it was a hockey play. I mean yeah. it was it was a hockey play. Without you can a argue hockey stick without a stick, and yeah. he he. Took I, him think down. The, I think the without a stick is what, what garnered him the penalty shot. Well, because you got two free hands then, right? Yes. So that's that was part of it. it, it you, I can see both sides, but it was a hockey play. It's not like you just came up and, you know, tackled him. Um, but he, whatever. Bottom line is, scoring opportunity was thwarted. Penalty shot awarded. Um, Mr. Best from Blake goes out yeah, in a, nice. I would say, what? That's what every kid dreams of. Once right? in a lifetime. In I mean, the state of Minnesota. I don't think a script writer, if a script writer wrote the script that way and you went to watch that movie, 
you walk out of the theater going, that's the stupidest ending I've ever heard in my life. I've said, do you agree? Yeah, totally. You went, oh, that's so stupid. Yeah. Like, that's how dumb that whole thing was. But it happened, and it was real, and it was a penalty. He, It was a penalty. So he gets yeah. out there, and he, he has an opportunity to, if he scores, send his team to state. If he doesn't, they're, you know, laying on the ice in agony, not, you know, what, what could have happened. But... I tell you what, he walks down the ice, makes a great move, puts the puck move. in the net behind a, a really, really good goaltender yeah. for Benilde, right? Lima. Uh And there it is. Ce- celebrate City. They're, they're the going rest to... Is history. Yeah. rest is history. All right. So my favorite moment, uh, I'm going to get a little bit, do a little bit more homework on this one, dig into it a little bit deeper for a story uh, that we're going to do. I'm not sure it'll be published, but my favorite moment is watching a kid like Charlie Strobel. So... His uncle is the assistant head coach at Wisconsin. And he's a darn good hockey player. There's usually when your nephew's pretty good, you get a scholarship or a partial scholarship. And he doesn't have that at the University of Wisconsin heading into the senior season. Right. He doesn't get it the entire season. He doesn't get any love. Obviously, he's not he's not turning down scholarship offers heading into the state tournament. He's probably got zero scholarship offers. And he goes out and just willed his team to a state title. What did they say? Threw him on his back. He right? did. He, he did. Threw he on put his, his back. team on he his was, back. He was in the press room every every game. I mean, he was probably on the on the post game interview. I mean, he became a man in front of our eyes. And the irony of the whole thing is, he's going to Minnesota. Woo. Isn't that crazy? It's good though. I mean, it's great, but, like, his dad's a Badger. Right. His uncle's the coach of the Badgers. The name Strobel in Minnesota hockey, you know. Is synonymous right? with the Badgers. Correct. So I thought it was a really neat story and neat moment, and I said it on our podcast, uh, you know, the day after the state tournament. I said, yeah, it's just a matter of time before Charlie Strobel gets a scholarship, and my bet is before dinner on Monday night, he's he's a Badger. Well, and after and it was watching Tuesday, he becomes a Gopher. And after watching him jump over the celebration pile, Coach yes. Fleck might be looking yes. to uh, add a goal line back goal line through back. that process because yeah. he, he definitely has ups. He's definitely got the skill. That's for sure. That's for sure. All right. Uh, so we got through our favorite one, and here's just some fun. We'll have some fun with this one. Um, let's talk about this show, at least I try to, and everything that I do. I like to kind of point out some players that may not be on the, the radar, might not be necessarily a guy that everybody knows. They're not Mr. Hockey finalists. They're not a Reed Larson finalist. They're not this. or They, don't, they just don't get their tires pumped enough. But – we see a lot of hockey, you and I, yep. right? So there's. I want to make a little category like this is the player. I want to name a player that no one knows, but is a really good hockey player and has a future in hockey sometime, some some way soon. So you want to go first with so yours? So I always have to go first. So I'll yep. go first. Right. <laughs> uh, this is a player that uh, I've seen play a couple times this year. Um, and have seen grow up. He's the same birth year as my son, so I've seen him play. Uh, knows family, and uh, he plays for Holy Angels, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Noah Griswold, who's an amazingly skilled player. Uh, grew up playing in the Illinois area, yep. Chicagoland Chicago uh, area, and uh, now plays for his uncle mm-hmm. uh, at Holy Angels. 
And uh, he's a skilled player. He's strong. He's fast. He puts the puck in the net. And I don't think he's on a lot of people's radar, at least from not yet. The, you know, not but, yet. But you know, Holy Family's an up and coming. Holy, Holy Angels. Sorry, sorry, Holy Angels is a, you know an up and coming program. And yeah, for uh, sure it is. Noah's going to be a, a big factor for them next year. I think he's a great player. What what strikes me most about Noah's game, he's a super honest player. You know, he's not the kind of play. He's always on the right side of the puck. Yep. He's on the right. He's in the zone all the right times. He's he, he he's not afraid of contact. He's a playmaker. He's a scorer. He's kind of has all the different tools uh, that offers a coach like, okay, I can put this guy in any situation and we'll be successful. Totally. So there's there's my take on him. Here's a guy that. Uh, most your metros might know who Noah is. I'm guessing a lot of you aren't going to know who this kid is. His name is Carson Van Zylen, and Carson is from Northfield, Minnesota. Plays for Northfield. He didn't move to Lakeville. He didn't, you know, he stayed loyal. No comment. Plays for Mike Luckcraft. Um, who's a former St. Thomas guy. Played at the U. Uh, and one of the best hockey players I've ever seen uh, in the 80s uh, in, in Minnesota. And Lucky's got a superstar here. Uh, he's got great hands, unbelievable speed. Um, I think hockey is definitely a, a sport in his future for him. He's just, he can do it all. And he's fun to watch. Really good player. So Did not see him play this year. So now I'm going to have to make a trip down to Karst, uh, and their the only store in, yeah. in Northfield. Yeah, uh, the structure they call that building. Um, so there you have it. We've covered it all, haven't we? We've talked about, oh, we were going to talk about the books. Um, you've gotten your hands on these books for the first time today, okay? You have the first one on your left there is Turning Time. This is uh, 75 stories, right? So I listened to your, I listened to, to your interview with Dave LeVake. Yeah, what was your takeaway on that? Obviously has been done a great job. Yeah, it was amazing to hear, to It was amazing to hear the amount of work and the level of commitment that it took from him trying to make this all work. Because, you know, all of us have full-time jobs, yeah. right? And so trying to make, I mean, this is not a thin book by any no. means. No, no. And uh, it's on my list for sure. Yeah, that's a good one. And, and what my takeaway I loved hearing this little anecdote when in our interview. He said, well, yeah, I remember being in the parking lot for a football game, talking, doing an interview with some old codger. This deal. I'm like, yeah, that sounds like my life. Totally. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're doing, you're doing two tasks at the same time at all times all, in order to get yep. things accomplished. That was that one. What about home ice? This is your first look at this. What were your words to me before we turned the record button on? Something about this book? I don't remember. This is amazing. <laughs> and it is. It is amazing. So, I it's, mean, I even told you like a year ago, I'm like, so is that your next book to do? And I didn't realize this one was already being done. But um, the pictures in this book are absolutely phenomenal. It's stunning, aren't they? They're absolutely stunning. And I always joke. I joke with them on the podcast we did yesterday. I said, oh, yeah, my pictures would be good, too, if my subject would just sit still and I could adjust the lighting with the arena manager. Although some of these have Zambonis in them, so maybe those can move I'm bit, just but. joking. Yeah, they're two <laughs> different books. And then finally, our book. This is your first time you've seen it, right? Yes, correct. Ooh, and you couldn't put this one down. You liked it. The Probably going to steal this one on my way out. It could. You could do that. This is maybe payment for going on the podcast today. <laughs> so what are your takeaway with the jersey project? What so was, when you saw some of the faces and you saw some of the jerseys, what were some of your and takeaways? And I know how much work you put into this, right? Yeah. I know, you know, I'm texting you like, hey, where are you at today? Oh, I'm driving to Shockby and then I'm driving to oh, you know, yeah. uh, so-and-so. And, you know, you and your team had to put a lot of miles Extra in miles, thousands to get of miles. this 
book put together. But I'll tell you what, this is a great snapshot of, okay, this is what Minnesota hockey looks like. Yeah. Through the eyes of a lens, right? Yeah. But these are the players that are today. And, you know, I don't get – I see a lot of hockey, um, but I don't get to see some of these. Go to Wyndham. That's you know, my favorite one. Go in well, the Well, and it's funny because Wyndham I knew because, we, you know, Hobie Hedquist is from Wyndham. Is he from Wyndham? That's is where he? he played. Oh, I didn't when know he, that. I knew he was from down there. I didn't know that that's – When he wasn't – Because he's from, like, Heron Lake. Heron Lake, yeah, which yeah. is close to close Wyndham. Close to Wyndham? Okay, great. Um, yeah, so anyways, I, I knew that one. But, yeah, you know, like the Moose jersey, phenomenal, right? Oh, the, yeah. You know, for Monticello. Uh, Monticello. And, you know, you've got – I've never seen Wap- Breckenridge. Yeah. Cool, uh, isn't it? There's a lot. So this Blades. is a neat book in the fact that there's just a lot of communities that have high school hockey, right? Yeah. And you get to see them. Yeah, I loved it. I, I love doing it. Uh, the, I, I've told the story a million times. We usually get about 60 or 70 jerseys in a season just based on games and everything we do. And I looked at David Romuald, and I go, you want to do them all? He looks at me and goes, he looked at me literally squirted, and he goes, let's do them all. And it was going to be just he and I, but then we realized and we got the chart out, and like, this is not a two-man project. This is a four, five, six, seven, eight different photographers. David Brianna, does... Brianna probably got the most picks in the whole book. Really? Yeah. She does a good job. She didn't do Swan Cup. So he did Swan Cup or whatever you call it, Herm, Herbrook's Classic Cup or whatever. So he got probably 20 jerseys in one day that day. So. You are blessed with excellent photographer staffs. Yeah. Right? Oh, I they're mean, great. And, and we see them on you know Twitter, and we see them on the website. And so this is just kind of a culmination of all of our, all of our efforts you know, in going one, into in one, one book. hardcover book. It was fun. It was it's, it's more of a more of a yearbook. Theirs is a soft cover, the turning time. And I think that Matt Jasper's home ice book is the true coffee table book because it's got the jacket in it and it's so well designed. And I think our book is well designed too, but it's it's more of a hey, this is the ten uh, hundred and forty nine jerseys in ten weeks on your coffee table by the by the start of the state tournament. So that maybe at promise. this time next year, we'll get some uh, Cooperalls coming back into play, maybe? We're not doing one next year. There's no <laughs> Jersey Project 2021. I have. I knew I that. am. My plans are for next year, our project for next year will be to do 10 untold stories. We're going to do 10-minute 10 10 uh, video stories of 10 untold stories. So if anyone's got any great ideas for stories that no one's heard before, that has to be the qualifier. We can't do a Rosa Warroad story that's been told 10,000 times. Our goal is to do stories. Not that they ever get old. No, but we will do stories that are untold about players. Like like a Hobie Headquist would be a great uh, story. Just because yep. his path and the driving and the miles that Hobie's put on mm-hmm. has been fantastic. John's been through a couple trucks. Right. So the, <laughs> so the idea is is to, is to touch on people from the state of Minnesota. They're, they're great stories. They could be about goals and assists. But it could be about race relations. It could be about overcoming things. It, uh, it could be. I think one of our stories might be about the Pee Wee Eight team from Eden Prairie last year beating the number one, two, and three team in the state and back to three yep. straight days. Um, it was a neat story. I mean, they they really rallied and won a state title. So my guess stories is, like that. My guess is that the the hockey community in the state of Minnesota can probably come up with a lot more than ten, 10 stories. Right, yeah, to go. So you're gonna have to sift through that a little bit. Yeah, but they aren't gonna be written. These are gonna be video produced, uh, documentary style videos. So, and our goal is to release them one week at a time as the season on. Un- 
unfolds next season. Can't so, wait. Untold is what the stories will be called. So, uh, for Brad Soderberg, thanks for coming in on a moment's notice to My do a pleasure. quick pod. You were awesome as I would have thought you would have been. Uh, great to talk about everything. Uh, shout out to our sponsor, Lots of Matzo Pizza. We had a delicious pod pizza here again today. Thank you, Brad. We'll see everybody around the rink.